All right, y'all. We are back with another episode. And this one is a two-parter, so I just need y'all to stick with me. We're going to be talking about two cases that the Supreme Court ruled on that gave gay and lesbian folks the right to do what straight couples have been doing forever. Literally. Lawrence v. Texas and Obergefell v. Hodges. Two very different cases. But in my opinion, there shouldn't have been cases like this to begin with. People really have to stop projecting their ideal visions of society onto others and simply mind their own business. So with that being said, this episode is going to be a tad bit longer than our previous episodes. So let's get into it. First up is Lawrence v. Texas. I don't know how many of us know about this case, but I didn't until I started doing my research on Clarence Thomas. Now, this case is just fucked up for multiple reasons, violation of privacy on multiple levels, okay? Let's dig into the history behind this case before it went to the Supreme Court. I'm going to hit y'all with some hot tea. I'm not even going to lie. In 1998, John Lawrence and Tyrone Garner were arrested by Texas authorities. The police were called to an apartment complex responding to an apparent shooting that wasn't even really a shooting. Like, there was no shooting that took place. And with the research I have done, I have not read whether or not there was a warrant involved. Now, I want it to be known that Lawrence was an older white man and Garner was a younger black man. And I don't know how much younger, so I don't really think it matters. I'm pretty sure he was of age. Um, these men were in the privacy of Lawrence's apartment, and I believe that the sexual life of someone should stay between that person and whom they choose to have sex with, for the most, most part, other than, like, violence, obviously. So, back to my guys. Instead of the cops saying my bad and leaving, they proceed to arrest these men for violating the Texas Penal Code, which made it illegal for same-sex couples to engage in sex, whether oral or anal. These men challenged these charges, obviously, stating that this violated their right to privacy and equal protection. The court denied this motion from them, and they pleaded no contest. For those who do not know, no contest simply means that you're not explicitly saying that you're guilty of said crime. Each appeal under the Texas justice system was upheld by the original decision. So they did what most of us should do. They continued to fight and strive. The ACLU convinced the Supreme Court to take this case, and they ruled that Texas did, in fact, violate the right of privacy and the right to equal protection against these men. On June 3rd, 2003, it became officially legal for gay and lesbian couples to romantically involve in consensual sexual behavior like their straight counterparts have been doing for hundreds of years. But as I told you guys in the fourth episode, Clarence Thomas wants to overturn this verdict, and he's not the only one that wants to do this. But listen here, this verdict was almost decided 21 years ago at this point. Why is it that people are always concerned with the happiness of others? Everyone wants to play God, judge, and jury. Please stay in your lane. There have been people in the closet for years because they're afraid of the judgment of other people. 
when it shouldn't even matter what other people think about the life that you live. We are not here on this earth to judge people and the lives that they lead. We're here to love one another, be good people, and multiply. That is it in the simplest form. This is what bothers me most about this case. Why do you care what someone else is doing, especially in the privacy of their own homes, especially if there is no violence? Why are you trying to be God? People sin every day. God never told you which sin is the absolute worst sin. So how dare you try to scale it and arrest people based off of how you feel? If we minded our business to the things that do not pertain our life or directly affect our life in a dangerous way, life could be so simple. Now, I know we have our super religious folks out there and for the Christian view, as far as I know, homosexuality was and still is seen as a sin or sodomy, quote unquote. But according to the story in the Old Testament of Sodom and Gomorrah, this town, in my opinion, was literally a town full of sin. From murder to stealing, adultery, sex before marriage, raping little kids or anyone, which is actually the definition of sodomy, and homosexual behavior and more. Anything you would deem to be a society where you don't feel safe leaving your house on an hourly or minute basis was... Sodom and Gomorrah. So yes, some may believe that it's this or boil it down to homosexual behavior, but there is another outlook on the sin that caused the town's destruction. I have researched the actual word from the Bible, and I'm going to speak literal now. So according to Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49 through 50, it states, Now this was the sin of your sister, Sodom, she and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore, I did away with them as you have seen. So literally, this means although the daughters in Sodom did their sins, they did not help the poor. They did not provide hospitality. And to quote our Lord and Savior himself in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14 to 15, it states, If anyone will not welcome you. Or listen to your words. Shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than that than for that town. One thing Jesus has always stood for, to the best of my knowledge, was caring for those less fortunate and wanting everyone else to do the same. To the best of your ability, of course. So given the story behind this town, this is just another way of thinking what made God want to destroy them, you know? Um, and that's just my personal question, but we're going to get into something different now. All right, now I want to get into a quick Q&A session. I want y'all to welcome my friend John to the combo. Hey, girl. Hey, babe. Welcome to my Know Your Rights podcast, episode six. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Okay, we love this. So, you already heard everything. So, you know, I have some questions for you. I just want you to be honest, and I just want to get your insight, okay? Okay. All right. So, 
Question number one. Do you feel like you've been discriminated against at any point in your life because of who you are attracted to? Okay, like, how much time do you have? Because me, personally, yes. Because there's a lot of things that I do as a, of course, black gay male that are looked down upon or I get, you know, crazy looks, people talking about me, this whole that whole thing and I'm like you know when a woman do it or when y'all see so and so do it it's fine but you know me you know I don't want to get too much into it but yeah yeah. do you feel like you should get or do you feel like it's because people are so closed minded that they discriminate against you I want to say closed minded I just say too stuck on what history has uh, what's the word that I'm looking for instilled in their minds that gay is wrong okay love that love honesty number two do you think it should have taken 28 years to pass Lawrence v Texas after the first gay pride event in 1970 absolutely not Gay people have been around, like I said, as long as humans have been around. So why, like I said, history has instilled it in people's mind that it was wrong. Why does it, why did it take that long, you know? Oh, I already know. That's why I'm asking you. I want your opinion, not mine. That's, but That's what I'm saying. Like, my, my, like why, why? My, my, my whole thing is why? Why does it? Why did it take so long? Why does it? And even to this day, why does it still matter? Agreed. Agreed. Hence the title of this episode. Why do you care so much? <laughs> Agreed. Um, and I just got one more question for you. Okay. So, how do you view religion when people are preaching um, that you're the worst type of sinner? Not necessarily you, but. Uh-huh. Gay people in general, lesbians in general, like homosexuality is a sin. Like, how do you view religion now? Five, four, three, two, one, go. All right. So I used to grow up in the church when I was young, and it was a Haitian church. So of course, their first language was not English. So French, right? Knowing what nobody was saying, but knowing when they were talking specifically about homosexuality that automatically was like you know are we serious right now and then as i got older even now to this day talking to my grandmothers and all that they still is like are you know god that's not the right way i'm okay with it but you know god is not okay with it you get what i'm trying to say yeah so it's still something it pushed I wouldn't say it pushed me away from Christianity, quote unquote, or religion. It just, you know, has me uncomfortable with going to church or, you know, uncomfortable with, you know, talking about that whole subject in general. Because like I said, why does why does me being me affect you so much? And then let's not get into how much people sin in the church. That's for a whole nother topic on a whole nother day. 
Right, because even earlier, I was just like, you know, people sin every day. Like, who are you to try to scale, like, what sin is worse than the other sin? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Sins in the Bible that I can think of that are way worse than a man liking a man or a woman liking a woman. Because me, raping little kids is way worse than who you decide to love. Like, that is just ridiculous. That is like off rip like you know so girl all right i'm gonna let you end on the girl because you already know only certain things are for me and certain things for the podcast so i get it but i do want to thank you so much on your insight and i really appreciate you like more than you think like this means so much to me Yes. But um yes, like if you wanna give the give the viewers like your your at names, you can definitely do that. Um I really hope to have you back here. So the floor is yours, boo. Yes, everybody can follow me on Instagram, of course, at J H N N Y F R O M I G. We love that. All right, you guys. I wanna give a round of applause to my guy John for coming through. I love you so much. We want to get his insight and to know how he feels about everything that I stated. And if he can teach us some more stuff, we're with that too. So listen up, y'all. Thank you for having me, Jada. I'm of happy course, to be here. Of course. Um, so I really can't speak much on the Christian aspect of what you said because I myself don't identify as a Christian. Mm-hmm. However, as someone who was raised in the South as a queer person who came out at a very young age, um, I have been faced with a lot of backlash from Christianity. Yep. <laughs> um, I am not someone who demonizes or opposes Christianity. But I do feel like I differ from Christians or your more radical Christians, and I believe that we should all believe in what we want. So yeah. there's that. Okay. I will say one thing that I do personally feel like that your more radical straight Christians, and especially the ones who are homophobic or against the LGBT community, one reason why they've always been in our business is because they've been conditioned into believing that straight equals normal. Yeah. And it's just, yes, that is a sociological standpoint, but that's just not fact. Straight is not normal. It's just the most consistent, I guess you would say. Um, especially these days. Or accepted. Social, yeah. yeah. And um, normal is su- such a subjective term. Your normal is not my normal. My normal is not yours. What's normal to them is not, a, you know. And so with the rise of social media, Christians have acted like we've just come out of the blue. Like we're here to steal their children and make a mockery of everything they believe and all of that. And we're just not. We're just not. I do personally feel like most of these people, if they would just mind their own business... We don't care about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We don't care. If you see videos of gay people mocking protesters, we wouldn't be mocking them if they weren't protesting pride events. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't be arguing with them in public if they didn't initiate the argument. I do know some problematic gay people and some problematic LGBT celebrities, but they don't speak for all of us, just like the radical Christians don't speak for all of you. Right. So you know? here's my other question, though. Do you believe that it's just Christians that you get this feedback from? Oh, absolutely not. 
God. I've gotten it from all different religions. However, in a country that the First Amendment does say freedom of religion, they sure don't really back that up by constant. And I mean, mean, you don't even see it with LGBT people. You see them at abortion clinics. They really, really, really want to convert everyone that's not already on their side of the fence. And that's just not how this world works. That's not how spirituality works. That's not how you want people to find their spirituality. Mm-hmm. By force? We all grew up in the South. We were all forced into the church. Yeah. A lot of us ended up resenting the church because of that, especially if you went to some of the more radicals like Baptists or something. Mm-hmm. I know so many people who aren't even queer that turned to atheism or agnostic because the well, religion that they were showed was so radical and so intense and preached such a message of hate while masking it with this, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I want to help you. Yeah. I've never, ever once considered a Christian to want to help me. I more so see them as... Um, I've had close friends who say they're praying for me. That's welcoming. But when you have the radical Christian at out of nowhere call you a faggot at a in Chick Fil A just because you're trying to get lunch, that's not trying to help anyone. Yeah, but they hate. mask it with that. It's yeah. just all hate. It's just all hate. So what about hate the and case, conditioning? Uh, Lawrence v. Texas. How do you feel about that? I do want to do more research on it before mm-hmm. we continue forward. But um, from the start of it, I mean it. What is sex, whether it's between, what is healthy sex at least, whether it's between straight people, gay people, like a healthy sexual connection is consensual sex between two adults. Yeah. Okay. I have always been so perplexed by homophobic people or people who are anti-LGBT because why do you care what I do? Yeah. Um, and being gay is so often correlated with being effeminate, being all of these, how you present yourself. That might be true. Yeah, again, mind your own business. Again. Mind your own business. But going back into it, why do y'all care? Mm-hmm. Not y'all saying you Me. specifically yeah, as a Christian, but these radical Christians <laughs> who seem to come out of nowhere. And we hear it all the time. Oh, well, most of them are just closeted. I feel like that is something that non-radical hetero-Christians have said, it's kind of like when someone's grandfather makes a racist joke and they're very quick to, oh, well, he was raised in a different era. Yeah. It's just a blanket term that neutral people who stand between in the bigots and the LGBT say to remain neutral. Yeah. Um, But it's not neutral. It's not neutral. It's not neutral. It's defending that behavior. Mm -hmm. It's defending a a bigot. So, last thing that I want to you know, know how you feel about is getting word out about, you know, gay, lesbian rights and just like acceptance of, you know, the pride culture. Like, what Mm -hmm. is it that you want to say that you feel like people don't understand? Well, so, um, you know, as a black woman that when you're dealing with a racist person, if you pop off and yell back, you're going to prove their point. Yeah. You do need that white friend to sit that person down and have that hard conversation. That's all we need is allyship. Um, we're going to be yelling until we're blue in the face. We're going to have our pride fest. We're not going anywhere. We didn't just come out of the blue. We've mm-hmm. been here for centuries. But we're starting to get to this shift in society where I think uh, people of color and cultures, LGBT people, non-binary people, I feel like we're all starting to learn that 
all of us have faced oppression in this country at the hands of one specific genre of person, and that's straight white, white mm-hmm. people. Yep, there you go. Cisgendered, or straight, white, Republican, Christian people. Males, specifically. Specifically yeah. men. But let me tell you something. A straight, white, cis, Republican woman is still going to find herself oppressed yeah. at the hands of a straight, white, cis, Republican, yeah. Christian male. True. yeah. They are the oppressors in this country. Yeah, I don't disagree. So when straight people start having those conversations with other straight people, especially their more homophobic relatives and friends, when y'all sit down and say, hey, what is your deal? I can promise you it's not because they're in the closet. It's because they come from a lineage of hate. And they don't understand. And conditioning. And they they don't want to to understand it. Yeah, that too. And see, this is the biggest thing that I've always told people. We're not trying to get y'all at the next Pride. We're not trying to get y'all at the next Pride Festival. We're not trying to convert, we're not trying to convert anyone. <laughs> we're not trying to. We're not trying. Like honestly, the Pride Festival would never even exist if it weren't for homophobia. If you go back and study the Stonewall Inn and how that happened in the oh, very yeah. first Pride Fest, yep. <laughs> if you go back and look into that, never would have happened without straight people and the hatred that comes from straight people, especially Christianity. So. We're not trying to convert y'all. We're not trying to get you. We're just trying to live our damn lives. Just want to be seen and be heard and respected. Just exist. And, you know, my favorite quote to come out of all of these equality movements, whether it's Pride Fest or Black Lives Matter or Me Too, is equal rights for us does not mean less rights for you. You know, equal rights for us. So who cares if we can get married? Who cares if we can have consensual sex? If you do care, that's obsessive and intrusive and invasive and weird. Get a hobby. Go to Hobby Lobby. Pick up puzzles, knitting, (laughs) whatever you have to do. But just stay in your own lane. Yeah. We're not pedophiles. We're not creepy. We're not monsters. We're not... I don't get a toaster for every man that I convert. (laughs) You know? I don't win a prize. I'm just a human being who wakes up, goes to work... And like everyone else, I want someone to come home to. That's it. Someone to love, you know? And and that is that is why we need allies in this country. I do personally believe that there is so much division, even amongst the people who are on the right side of history. You have Black Lives Matter fl- fighting for BLM. You have LGBT fighting for LGBT. And because we do have black lives in the LGBT, some of that crosses, mm. but there's still a lot of racism in the LGBT community. Yeah. There's transphobia in the LGBT community. Yep. When I tell you when humans learn to defend humans for the right to exist as a human. Yep, we'll get so much further. Oh my gosh, we will make it so far in this country. And this is something I've always, this is a hill I'll die on. Everything in this country, so many societies' issues would solve themselves if people just learned to mind their own fucking business. Agreed. I've stated that this episode, you already know. Mm. Um, but amazing. Like, thank you. I know everybody's going to be happy to see Happy oh my to gosh, hear someone's voice me. other than me. Yes. So. <laughs> Look, anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, yes, it's J-S-T-I-N-R-C-H-I-E. I am a professional photographer who is currently walk- working on a documentary showcasing Southern queer culture. That should be out in late 2023. I'm also writing a book called Southern Bell, A Man's Guide to Being a Lady in the South, and it is essentially just a collection of my life and uh, the comedies and tragedies of growing up here in the South. So that'll be out in 2024 as well. We love that. So, yeah. We're going to make sure he comes back so he can plug you guys in with that again. Um, 
Thanks, Richie. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jada. Know your rights, y'all. Know your rights. Period. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. I told you this was a two-parter. So, instead of giving you two episodes, I'm combining it into one. Now, I'm going to give you, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds just to recap everything that we already talked about before we get into the next case, Obergefell v. Hodges. And... Alright you guys, as you already know, I took a break. So I felt it was just, you know, a nice little gift from me to you to give you part two early. Obergefell v. Hodges, the next case we will be discussing. This case is not the same as our last, but it still deals with gay rights. So in this case, we will discuss same-sex marriage and where it's acknowledged, which today is everywhere, obviously. But let's dig into this history, and I am going to end this episode hoping to be unbiased, but I feel like I will be. But you're still going to get the information that I know of without a doubt. Like, I'm not going to withhold it from you. Now, along with Obergefell, other same-sex couples bought their case to the Supreme Court. And a collective decision was made about all the cases, resulting in similar verdicts by the court. In the Obergefell case, the petitioner, James Obergefell, was already married to his partner in the state of Baltimore since July 2013. Now, to be clear, it was, excuse me, legally, it was legal for same-sex couples to be married in the state of Baltimore. Now, the specifics behind their case that they brought to the court was that the state that they lived in at the time, Ohio, refused to recognize same-sex marriage on death certificates. Which will also lead me to believe that Ohio would make it incredibly difficult to be able to receive anything left to the same-sex partner. Now, when the Department of Health failed to recognize the partner of the deceased in the same couple, on the same uh, sex couple's birth uh, death certificates, Obergefell took the case to the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of Ohio, where Judge Black ruled in the favor of Obergefell, stating that it was unconstitutional to unrecognize legal same-sex marriages performed in other states, and that it was a violation of substantive due process and equal protection. Remember what we talked about with the Clarence Thomas episode. I know the next question I have, and you have it too, if the judge ruled in his favor in Ohio, why was this case taken to the Supreme Court? Let me get to that. One of the defendants in the first Ohio case of Obergefell filed an appeal. And once you do that, the Circuit Court of Appeals hears the case. Therefore, the Sixth Circuit Court of the United States Appeals Court had the authority to rule a new verdict on the case of recognizing same-sex marriages legally performed in other states and to recognize the same-sex marriage on death certificates. And guess what the appeals court decided? These dicks ruled two to one that Ohio did not violate the rights given to us by the Constitution, they believe that this decision should be left up to the states. 
same as y'all's man Clarence Thomas, as I just said. With the small victory Obergefell had won, it had got taken away. By the way, you guys, Obergefell's husband passed away about three months into litigation, so unfortunately he was not able to see the Supreme Court's decision. So Obergefell did the same thing as our guys we talked about earlier. He proceeded to fight on. He took his tape took his case to the Supreme Court, which consolidated with other cases to pass amendments for the whole LGBTQ plus community. The Supreme Court ruled to legalize and make it recognizable by every state for same-sex marriage, although by this time, 37 out of 50 states did legalize same-sex marriage. But let me tell you something I have learned. Even though it may be legal for gay people to get married, there is always a rule or regulation that they have to fight tooth and nail over, and that's just not fair. I say this all the time, and I will say it again. Mind your business. If it, does, if it doesn't do any harm to anyone and people just want to be able to love someone else wholeheartedly, why can't that be a thing? Now, to my LGBTQ plus family, and y'all family because I'm an ally, so y'all are still family. If Clarence Thomas is able to concede, uh, convince the court to appeal this right, this case, is the state you live in likely to recognize your marriage? Now, before we end this episode and I tell you guys about next week's topic, we're just going to do another Q&A segment really fast. And I hope you guys stay tuned. Alright guys, thank you so much for coming back. We still have my guy John on the line. Yes ma'am, I am. <laughs> no, yes I am. You sounded like Dr. <laughs> Seuss. <laughs> but um, we just completed part two of our episode. So you know we had to put in another little Q&A for you guys. So let's get started, okay? John, do you think that if the Supreme Court did not come to this current decision with Obergefell v. Hodges, that gay rights would be in danger? Yes, because like everyone knows, Supreme Court is one of the highest courts, the highest court, you know, so I feel like if they didn't have a say or you know, make some say in this, you know, it'll be worse than what it already currently still is. Okay, why do you feel like that? Do you think it's because the decision will go to the states and you don't know how each state is going to react to it and what they're going to do for gay rights? or? Yes, because everybody and who... Oh, how can I say? Whoever's in charge of what or whatever the case may be, everybody is going to have a different reaction. Everybody is going to feel a different type of way, way about mm-hmm. it. So if the main person in charge did not say something, then you know, it would just be haywire. Okay. So here's my question. If Clarence is able to overturn the court, um, like to convince the court to overturn this case, do you think the state you live in would recognize your marriage if you get married as equal? Yes. 
or even recognize it as a marriage at all? Yes, because I feel Atlanta, I feel like a lot of people know this, but Atlanta is, you know, one of the main capitals, I guess, for the LGBTQ community, especially Black. So I feel like, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, who knows? But, you know, more than like, I feel like, of course, they, you know, because it's been here and recognized here for so long. But recognized where? In the city of Atlanta like, or the state of Georgia? Because as we both know, the state of Georgia is nothing like the city of Atlanta. Okay, you clarified it. The state of Georgia? Hmm, no. So would you move? Yes. Okay. Even if that meant moving, like, to the Midwest where there are nothing but cows and bulls and land? Mm, see, now that's what it's like. <laughs> the Midwest, maybe, I don't know, maybe further west. It's like but, Cali, yeah. Yeah, Cali, definitely, but the cows and land and farm, no man. All right, copy that. So, bouncing off my last question. With Clarence Thomas wanting to overturn this ruling... And give it give the decision to the states. How do you think this will affect the community? And we can just talk about Atlanta. We don't have to talk about anywhere else. But how do you think this would affect the LGBTQ plus Atlanta community? Because when I hate to say it like this, but when the when the girls don't get their way, they be mad. So why do you want a whole bunch of mad gay people because you you specifically messed up? you know, their rights, or you wanted to change it. Why do you, Clarence Thomas, want to overturn, you know, this ruling? What what do you specifically have, or do you have anything against our community? Right. So, but do you think, like, the gay community in Atlanta would, like, stick together and make sure, like, their rights are not overturned? Because I see the city as, like, like, one, I see the community as one is sticking together, but as we heard earlier, there's apparently yes. racism in the gay community. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I, just, I was literally thinking of that as you were talking. I would say, like, it would be a 50-50 because, you know, some people may stick together, but then, you know, other people... Oof, I, Ooh, child. I, I'm, it's a 50-50. It's hard for me to give you a direct answer, but I feel like yes and no. Okay. I'm going to take that because I feel like you don't want to give us any more. No, I, it's, I, I, I'm thinking about it too hard. I feel like in... Break it down for us. Real simple. You don't gotta come. You don't gotta come to me like I'm the most intelligent person in this drawer because no, I'm not. I'm just saying, like some people may feel like you know they don't care, and then you know others, like I said, stick together. I don't. I don't. I don't. Hmm. So you fifty fifty believe that if they were to overrule this decision, fifty percent of y'all would care and fifty percent of y'all would not. Yes. Okay. Because there's so much division, so, you know, in the community as it is, so I feel like some people would care, some people would, you know? 
I hate that for y'all, because that's how I see the black community sometimes. Well, yeah, our community, like our community sometimes, but I definitely, again, thank you so much for coming on my show. You don't know how thankful I am. Uh, Everybody, let's give John a round of applause, because this was very brave. Like, I'm scared to do it, and he did it, so, like, we got to give him claps. Yes. Thank you, Jada. Of course. Thank you. I need you to go ahead and plug in everything that you want to. Now is your moment to shine. Let me hear it. Um, Instagram, I guess, you know, at Johnny from IG, J H N N Y F R O M I G. That's really it. You got anything coming up that we need to look forward to? You got any Just, look you that we need to look you, 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 you got to follow me on Instagram to look forward. I'm coming, you know. You, you got to follow me on Instagram because that's where everything be, you know. He said he not dropping that hot shit for less than a follow. So, please. please go to his instagram and show him some love all right i really appreciate y'all for tuning in and actually opening up your mind to something you probably have not thought about and you know what john i might see you next week because i need you you just might. You just might. Okay. I just might call you again, Jaden. You know what? I love this energy. Don't boost me. And that concludes our episode for this week. I hope you all loved it, and I can't wait to see y'all next week. We will be discussing Black mental health. And as always, we encourage ideas that you might have or want to hear and guess on our show. If you have an idea, I would love to talk it over with you on Know Your Rights Instagram at Know Your Rights Podcast. Stay tuned for the disclaimer, and I'll be bumping in your ear again soon. And again, links are always in the caption. disclaimer now as i stated at the beginning of this episode i am just a regular citizen i am not a lawyer a judge or anything like that i am just here to give you knowledge so you know your history you know your rights i don't want to entice any harm just important conversation these are just facts except for you know my opinion i do not believe that everyone in the justice system is particularly good or bad but i do believe it's best for us to know our rights and our history so we are prepared for anything thanks guys